What's up, listeners? Thanks for coming back for another week. It's just me, Roland, and Zay this week. No John again, but we'll miss him. He'll respond the next time he's on. But we got a good episode for you for today. Welcome back to We Got a Memo Pod, and this is podcasting. So like I said, it's just the three of us again this week. Um, John, we will miss him and his conversation inputs and all that stuff. But we're back, as we are every Monday, to bring you another podcast episode. So I was telling the guys earlier today, I didn't have much. I kind of, I always forget about the podcast until like Monday while I'm at work halfway through the day. And I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Um, I mean, I have a few NFL headlines. I talk about NFL a lot because that's like my favorite sport. You know, the combine starts this week, so we'll see a lot of draft draft prospects. Basically, just work out. I don't know why people like it so much. I'm one of them. I don't know why I like it so much, but it's fun to watch. Um, I watched a lot of hockey this week, which is probably more than people at ESPN can say, but. I mean, I, I've grown uh, to like it much more, now, much more now. I think it's a lot more fun. It keeps your attention all the time. You can't... It, it seems like every time I look at my phone, like someone scores or something happens. So I'm going to keep keep watching it and maybe put my phone down. Um, it always happens to me, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention, or I, I guess two things. One... Last week, it was brought to our attention that we didn't mention the Daytona 500 for those NASCAR fans out there. Um, part of it wasn't it wasn't intentional. It's just like, I don't know if any of us really watched the Daytona 500 or are interested in NASCAR at all. So, no. I, <laughs> I know me personally, I didn't want to like talk about it because I didn't want to say something wrong or anything. No disrespect to the sport at all. It's just not something I'm into. Um, and then a couple episodes ago, we mentioned Joe Flacco was traded to the Broncos. It's a little past now. My just idea about it is lose, lose, well, not lose, lose, but good for the Ravens to get rid of Joe Flacco, bad for the Broncos to get another overpaid middle tier quarterback. So that's what I got. What do you guys got for us? Um... This was a really big week in soccer, um, both in the Premier League and in, I guess, all English soccer, um, because the other one is the uh, the Carabao Cup. Um, they had their final on Saturday, I believe, uh, and it was Chelsea versus Manchester City. Um, it was a uh, I didn't I didn't watch it because I don't know where. We can find those games in yep. the U.S., um, honestly. But, um, like anything outside of the Premier League. Um, but 
went to it was nil nil through the, the ninety minutes, um, and then they went to penalty or through extra time actually, and then um, they went to penalties, um, and Manchester City won it in penalty kicks, but. Uh, there's a lot of controversy around it because um, I guess the Chelsea's goalkeeper, um, their, their starting goalkeeper, uh, got some injury late in uh, extra time, um, and they uh, the manager decided that he wanted to sub goalkeepers out yeah. um, for the penalties and all that. Uh, and the Chelsea player refused to get off the field. Um, some obscenities were sworn at the manager, um, basically, you know, disregarding his order. Um, and he stayed on, and then they lost in penalties. So uh, it, it kind of, you know, it always brings out that what-if type of question that you have like what if the new goalkeeper would have come on and uh you know would they have been able to win um yeah and a a really important game for Chelsea who's been struggling a little bit in the Premier League um they've been you know underachieving when you think about a team like Chelsea uh and the manager is under a lot of, not a lot of pressure, but I'd say he's under decent pressure, and this only increased it. So uh, it was interesting. I was just listening to a podcast about it upon John's request, um, <laughs> and it, uh, yeah, it it really it severely undermines the manager's you know control over the team. Um, so that, and the fact that he just kind of, you know, let the player get away with it. So now it's like, well, does he have control over Chelsea, over the Chelsea locker room and all that? So that was interesting. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, yeah, I think that you said it correctly. I think that, that shows that. Uh, he has no control, like you said. He he lost the locker room as a manager. Um, maybe it's just the goalie, but clearly the players don't, you know, think that highly of him because, um, you know, the goalie didn't come off the field. So um, I don't get why the manager didn't make him come off. Like I don't know why he just let him go. Uh, that makes no sense. And I honestly, I would be, I would be. Um, I mean, it's the manager's fault, but I'd be ticked off because, you know, like you said, what if the new goalie that came in made saves in the PKs? So, um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, so uh, he's he's in a tough position now. Um, what is it, Mauricio Sari is his yeah. name, I believe. Yeah. yeah. He's in a bit of a tough position now. Um, they still have the FA Cup. They still have Champions League. Yeah. And, I mean, they're not going to win the Premier League, but... Yeah. Um, so, it he, he, he probably needs a win. Otherwise, yeah. the, the, the higher-ups might be looking at 
a replacement for him. So um, there was that, and then everything else was Premier League news. Uh, it was a really big week for uh, – it was like a big statement week for the championship, the title races. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, Manchester City, and Tottenham were kind of the three teams – that were that really had a shot at winning the Premier League this year, and Tottenham lost uh, after an outstanding victory against Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League, literally like a week ago. Yeah. So um, I was like prepared to come onto this podcast last week, and I didn't make it onto the podcast, but I was like. John, you need to brag about Tottenham because they are like super under underrated right now. Like they're a good team, and like if it wasn't for Manchester City and Liverpool being so good in the Premier League, they would probably this would be their year for the Championship. Um, and then they go and lose to Burnley. <laughs> so um, that's kind of rough for them. They got a little lucky because um, a. The other team in that title race, Liverpool, um, it, they had a big statement game against Manchester United this weekend uh, where they could have pulled three points ahead of Manchester City in the race and an eight-point lead ahead of Tottenham. Uh, but they came out with a nil-nil draw. So um, despite Manchester City using all three um substitutions in the first 42 minutes of the game so before even halftime um so liverpool uh, they had a shot to to really send a statement this week and they didn't and now tottenham's still uh, sort of in it yeah they're still alive yeah um yeah so, my I just had one thing. Um, we talked about the NBA trade deadline, I think, last week. Yep. Uh, but the NHL trade deadline was today, and there were some names that got moved. Um, one being Wayne Simmons of the Flyers uh, got traded to the Predators. Um, let's see, who else? Mark Stone of the Ottawa Senators got traded to Vegas. Uh, let's see. Derek Broussard, who got traded from the Penguins to the Panthers, got traded again. And he got traded to the Avalanche. So there are a few big names. Uh, Kevin Hayes of the Rangers went to Winnipeg. Um, so there are a couple big names. Nothing, like, major. Probably the biggest one was Wayne Simmons of the Flyers, I'd say. So big. Yeah. Like, the Predators... I mean, they've been a good playoff team for the past couple of years. Yeah. Eka Rene and the rest of their... I mean, well, the, yeah, they went to a Stanley Cup final yeah. and lost to Pittsburgh. But that's big. Yeah, it's a, that's probably the biggest trade of the NHL trade deadline. Um, so, yeah, Nashville's definitely, I think, coming out of this, the team to watch, at least in the West now, because that's a big addition. So... Um, yeah, what they give up for it? Uh, they gave up a fourth round pick in 2020, and then Ryan Hartman 
who I have heard of him. Like, I know who he is. So he's a decent player. Um, honestly, I don't think that's that, it's that bad, though. I, would, I was expecting a lot more to give up. And so I think Nashville won that trade. So I'll, I'd have to look at if Wayne Simmons is a free agent after this year, though. Okay. So but, question I have for you guys about the NHL trade deadline is, is there typically, like, lots of big movement or is it more of like it was this year like you said a little a few smaller trades maybe one big ish trade um i mean i would say simmons i would say wayne simmons is big trade and then there are a couple other like mark stone of the senators who got traded to vegas that's another big one i don't think there's any ever like huge trades I would say that comes mostly in the summer. But at the trade deadline, I mean, there's a few, like, big names that get traded, but there's nothing too crazy that happens. Okay. It seems like to me, just as a casual hockey fan, that if you have, a like, a star player, you're going to keep them. Yeah. Unlike, yeah. you know, we're looking at the NFL now where we have OBJ and AB yeah. on the trade market and obviously... In the NBA, there are so many rumors, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, just to name one, but I guess hockey is a little different in that sense, which I kind of like. Yeah. Like, there's no big names like Ovechkin, Crosby. Like, they're not getting traded, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Roland, I thought you brought up a really good point when you were talking about soccer, and I think this could apply to a lot of people where... They're not into soccer, especially like Premier League or like other European leagues because they don't know where to watch it. So yeah. I feel like, I don't know if ESPN does something or other streaming uh, programs do it or if you have to rely on Reddit streams to watch soccer games. I don't know, but I feel like there would be a lot more interest if people could consistently find ways to watch it. Yeah, so I know that the the Premier League is on NBCSN, mm-hmm. um, and then like sometimes they'll switch it over to NBC. Uh, some of the the early afternoon games um, is is the best way to find it. Um, obviously, NBC because there's a lot of games being played at the same time. Um, NBCSN or NBC has like a has like a gold, um, so like a, a premium. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the games will be on that, but uh, I, you could probably find I, I have found them on, on Reddit streams before, okay. um, so that's definitely an option if you're not into paying the money um, for it, which I I wasn't going to my first season uh, or anything like that. I mean, I don't have 50 bucks a year. I mean, I'm just going to say, I watched but. a lot of NFL and... I watch a lot of NBA on Reddit, so yeah, I'm not um, opposed. So yeah, that's that's an option. I do know, like I I know that they're on Reddit streams for those types of for for those who don't know. I don't. I haven't checked in like with like Champions League stuff, but like I found like MMA matches and stuff on mm-hmm. Reddit streams, so I'm sure they're on there. Yeah. Um, Bundesliga. If there's any German soccer fans out there. Uh, is going to be on Fox, uh, so that's kind of like the, those are like the two really big leagues 
around um, that are popular in the U.S. So they're on those two competing networks. Um, and then I was just informed over the weekend that the Champions League, so like all the big names, all the big teams in Europe all like play each other on that in the Champions League. Um, that's on Fox as well. So, what league is Christian Pulisic in? He he just got traded to Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah, so. but he, he's still with Borussia Dortmund. I thought. Okay, so that would be Bundesliga. So okay. he's he's on Fox. Okay, I only bring that up because I figure, mo- yeah. like casual fans, you know, know who Christian Pulisic is, and if they don't have a team to follow or if they want to get more into it they might just be drawn by him um, yeah which is no surprise that fox picked him up to me because i know fox is is big so all right cool uh do you guys have anything else you want to throw out there i didn't have anything else uh i guess the other thing is is mls is coming back next week for any soccer fans that don't want to wake up early in the morning to watch <laughs> Premier League on weekends. Yeah, MLS is coming back next week. So, um, do we do we want to talk about the whole Robert Kraft issue? Or so, I was <laughs> thinking about that too, Xavier. I feel like we should just wait. Um, See what yeah, before you know, before because I I don't know any. For those who don't know, Robert Kraft was caught in. Like a, a prostitution ring, basically, in down in Jupiter, Florida, at a massage parlor, and I was talking to my one friend about it, and it could go if it's it's bad for sure, but I don't think he's gonna have to sell the team or anything unless it's like involved with human trafficking and he's like like knowingly involved in all that. Then something I think something could happen, but if that's not the case. And it's just like a massage parlor. Like nothing's gonna happen, you know. Like yeah. who's gonna care if it's nothing serious? It's just like oh, I think a lot of people are just like oh, it's the Patriots, it's Robert Kraft, and whatever. They, like hate the Patriots kind of thing, and they're just like oh, I hope something happens. Nothing's gonna happen unless it's like very very serious. Um, yeah. If anything, he'll get a fine, which will be nothing to him, <laughs> and maybe a suspension. But like if an owner suspended, that doesn't really affect the team. Like a Bill Belichick suspension or a Tom Brady suspension. So I don't, I don't think, I don't expect a lot to come of it. I think people want to know what happened, but other than that, in the sports world, I don't think it has a big impact. Yeah. And then the other thing was, do we want to talk about the Zion Williamson Nike shoe issue? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do that. Um, for Again, for those who don't know, uh, Zion was playing UNC in one of the most anticipated games of the year so far i know i was so excited about it it was in prime time president obama was there tickets were twenty five hundred dollars for a college basketball game because of zion williamson and the unc duke rivalry and then 30 seconds into the game he gets the ball at the free throw line he's making a pivot making a basketball move his nike pg2 shoes His foot just blows through the shoe. Like, you can look it up. It's like, you see his foot out of the shoe. um, Which is one part of it, because Nike's shoe, like, what happened there. But also, he got hurt. He sprained his knee. Thankfully, it's just a knee sprain. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But it raised... Um, I mean, the biggest question that came of it was, should Zion shut it down for the season? And the second question is, what's wrong with Nike shoes? I'm going to start with the Nike shoe problem because I think that one's a little easier. Here, here's what I think about it. They're Paul George's shoes. Paul George is like a 6'7 to 6'9 small forward. I don't know how much he weighs, but Zion Williamson weighs 285, and I know Paul George doesn't weigh 285. I'm, pre- I'm going to look it up right now, but Paul George weight. All right, so Google came up with 220. So if Zion's 285, he has 60 pounds more than Paul George. I feel like that had some effect on the shoe. And, like, Nike made Paul George his shoe for his size. Yeah. And while it could be for other players, when you get heavier and more force and pressure and all that, like, shoes are going to break. Yeah, but that should be something that Nike is aware of and fixes definitely like that and as and, a shoe manufacturer unless you're specifically making shoes for paul george <laughs> it, that should have been something that was taken into account oh, if that's what the issue was you're exactly yeah. right and i think it what made it worse was the fact that it it was zion and it was on a prime time game so every like so many people saw it happened But what about what about the flip side of that? Like, should Zion shut it down? I've heard a lot of people say both sides. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't so, either. I, I would wait. I mean, if you have to sit out the ACC tournament, then sit out. But I would come back for the NCAA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Duke has a, a such a good shot to win it all. I don't know why. He would sit out. I mean, okay, I understand for the NBA, but I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't know about you guys. Really? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I like. I understand that like he's not necessarily going to hurt his draft stock uh, if he doesn't play the rest of the season. Um, so like, there's not really any. He he doesn't really have any. any reason really to come back unless he is determined to win that championship with his team. Um, which, you? you know, if you, if you could, yeah, that, that's what I was getting to. You committed to Duke, you committed to play at Duke. Um, I think that if you're feeling good to play, um, then you should play. So, um, I understand that, you know, it, it, there's a possibility of furthering injuries, but that's sports, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I guarantee you, uh, well, maybe not if you have, like, a torn ACL or something, but, like, he's still going to go to to an NBA team. Um, you know? I, yeah. I, I would want to play in March Madness uh, and try and win a championship with my team. Yeah, I... If, if it was me in the position. I'm with you. But, First off, like, as an athlete, why, like, wouldn't you want to play basketball? You know you know what I mean? Like, the competitor in you would want to keep playing. Yeah. So, from that aspect, I'm just like, yeah, he should play, if he's healthy, which I think he will be. But he also has a insurance policy if he drops past 16 in the draft. 
for for like eight million dollars. So he he's gonna make money, but I feel like he's gonna be healthy enough to, you know, be a top three pick, most likely number one pick. But I I just don't see why. Okay, if he gets injured again, like what hap like it happens, but he plays basketball. So why wouldn't you play basketball? For me, that's it. Why wouldn't you just play basketball? You can get hurt doing anything on the court, not just because you're shoe blown out. He could get hurt in the NBA. And it's not like if he... He could get injured training for the draft on his own. So, like, I don't understand that argument there. So, like, if he drops out of Duke to train on his own for the draft and he gets injured, who's going to help him? Whereas if he's injured at Duke or injured in the NBA, those teams will pay for, like, all of this treatment and the rehab and everything. Whereas on his own, it's like, uh, you know, like, maybe someone will draft him on potential, and I'm sure that would happen, like Michael Porter Jr. But there's still risk there. Um, Maybe it's an eye-opening... Because people have said, one thing people have said is he plays... He's a little heavy. Like, 285 is heavy. And granted, he's so athletic and can do all these things, but... Like, the force of each dunk coming down, like, on your knees. Like, maybe this will be an incentive to, like, maybe... I don't... I'm not calling him fat by any means, but, like, get his weight down a little bit. So, I mean, I think he should play. I'm going to just say this right now. You have a lot better shot at winning a national championship at Duke than you do with the Phoenix Suns. So... Right. There's that. Yeah. I mean, plus, it's... I feel like playing college basketball, being in college let alone duke it's like it's just fun you know like where else are you gonna have a like, i think it's the most a more genuine atmosphere definitely yeah um yeah so i think he should play i think the people the people that say he shouldn't are kind of their only argument is money yeah which is yeah. which is fine but like Rich people aren't always happy, so you know, like play play basketball at Duke while you can. He can only I mean, do it for a couple more months. Yeah, if you drop down in the draft, you're gonna go to a better team. So, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the last topic we had was uh, because last week was the anniversary of the one of if not the greatest uh, sports moment in American history. In 1980 Olympics, Team USA beat Russia in Miracle on Ice. And this is a really... I didn't even know about, like, think about it until it came up on Twitter and everything. But last week we had talked about the idea of... um, I don't remember if John said Olympics are amateur only. I think that's what he said. Um, or if amateurs should be allowed in the Olympics, which I think they are, right? Uh, I, yeah. Right, so I, I think... Yeah, they definitely are, because, like, Katie Ledecky's an amateur. Right. So I, I think he's going... to stay an amateur so she can swim in college. So let's just talk about, I guess, the idea of amateurs in the Olympics. Like, what are your guys' thoughts? Should it be just amateurs in the Olympics versus pros or what? What do you guys think? So, I don't know. I was looking at this, and I guess the only sport, or at least in Summer Olympics, 
that is amateur only is wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I understand the arguments for both sides. Um, like, just so, for example, just looking at like the NHL and like NBA and so basketball, hockey, like you want to see NHL players playing in the Olympics. Like it just makes it more exciting for the game to see, you know, some of the best players play against each other. Um, so that makes sense. And same with the NBA, you want to see some of the best NBA players playing on team USA and playing. So I understand that to see like the talent side. Yeah. I, I'm but, definitely with you there. It's like, if you had the choice to watch the MAC conference in football or the SEC, you're going to watch the SEC because it's just better. Exactly. Yeah, but then again, you can look at it the other way and be like, you can have, like, amateurs playing because they'd be great, like, storylines in it. Like, you could, um, like, if you watch, uh, what was it, the hockey that recently, they didn't allow NHL players in it. Right. And that was still, like, it was still a good tournament, at least for me. I watched it. It was fun to watch, to watch college players. So, uh, I'm, I think, I don't know, honestly. Because I would love to see NBA players in it, but then I wouldn't. Um, I'm going amateur only. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Roland? Uh, I'm, like, honestly, right up until you said that very last, like, amateur-only thing. Like, I'm in the exact same, but that's, like, such a hard, like, thing to try and determine. Because I know, like you said, it was a great tournament, the hockey, last year. But I know a lot of people were really upset that Team USA didn't have a super good shot at winning because none of their NHL players could play. So, like, it's, it, it does, like, like. People are going to, I mean, everybody's, you're never going to please everyone. Um, Someone's going to be upset every time. So um, I think that, like, it's good because that's what the Olympics was founded on, was that principle of, like, amateur sports. Um, I think that it's, that it's good to, because, I mean, in my opinion, I know that the USA basketball team is going to win gold every year. Um, so, like, I think it would be cool to see some some college players maybe that are unexperienced have that chance to go versus all of the Golden State Warriors and then Le- uh, what's his name? LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Um, I almost said Lamelo, but it's oh Carmelo. <laughs> it rhymed, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. So like, um, I like I definitely see like some sports uh, should definitely just be amateur, um, and then at the same time, I can see how some sports it's hard to be an amateur athlete. Um, well, I guess every sport it would be difficult to be an amateur athlete, but like you don't see a whole lot of amateurs in the swimming realm um but then every once in a while you see someone who could be professional but chooses to stay amateur to swim in college um yeah i 
it's tough, but I, I think like going on the tradition of the Olympics, um, I would say amateurs only, but I totally understand like the, why wouldn't you want to send your best people to represent your country, um, in these games? And that, if that's a pro, it's a pro. If it's an amateur, it's an amateur. Right. Um, I think it, it makes it a little bit less, it, a little less guaranteed, I guess, or like, like you, you're not really sure what you're going to get if you do amateurs. And I think that's something that is appealing to me at least. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I like, I mean, I'm along the lines of thinking I want to watch my best, best athletes go at it. Like, like you said, the NBA All-Stars go against the rest of the world in the Olympics and the NHL All-Stars go against the rest of the world in the NH or in the Olympics. But I think that amateurism, it's like, it's the story that made that part of the miracle on ice was the beating the Russians because no one thought they could do it. But the other part was it was just a group of guys that came together, weren't pros, just played in college and won. Um, so I get that. And I I think part of um, the argument for amateurism is maybe just to provide equal opportunity for amateurs to go to the Olympics. But at the same time, part of me is just like, I, f I think if you're that good at something, you'll, you'll have been doing it for a while. So like no amateur in basketball is just going to break onto the, break into the scene at the Olympics and dominate or, um, like in hockey, or if you're good at swimming, like you're not just going to go to like an open tryout for the Olympics and just post comparable times to world leaders, you know, like it just doesn't make sense. So I feel like at this point there almost are no, I don't want to say aren't amateurs cause they have amateur status, but the best people are already going to go to the Olympics regardless of they're a pro or an amateur. Yeah. So I I feel like now the argument is not as like the the split between pro and amateur, especially in terms of the Olympic, isn't there as much. Um, and like you said, Roland, you want for the Olympics especially, you'd want to represent the best of your country, unless in typical USA fashion, you want to send a bunch of amateurs just to flex on the rest of the world and be like, we didn't even send our best players and we still won. That would be the <laughs> ultimate flex. But. Um, yeah, I, I I like the idea and the story in Amateur Brinks. Like, everyone loves the Cinderella story. Like, just look at March Madness. Everyone loves Loyola when they got to the Final Four last year. Um, but in all reality, Cinderella's can only go so far. Good stories are only are few and, and, few and far in between. So, um, yeah, I'm for... I, I like the idea, but I want our the best people to to make it yeah and i feel like that's what most people would want is to see like best players um and because i think one that that like the olympics itself they they probably want athlete like professional athletes just for money purposes because they know they're gonna get more people to watch and more people to go to the games because there's professional athletes. Right. Athletes. Like like in the Olympics are 
is the IOC going to want LeBron James? Or yeah, let's exactly. just say there was some prodigy that was just as good at basketball. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, LeBron James is going to get the bigger pull because he's international. Yeah. yeah. I I, uh, I definitely want to know what John has to say about that. So we'll either he'll either record a separate podcast for you guys or we'll just get his response uh, next week in... I think it's next week. Yeah, yeah, next week. Next week should be good. Um, cool. So, a little shorter of a podcast today, but uh, do you guys have anything you want to add or throw in um, before we talk about our favorite sports moment of the week? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm good. Manny Machado side for $300 million in San Diego. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Bryce Harper's next. Um, but then I couldn't believe ten years, yeah, ten year deal. It just seems so long. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, he's not that young, is he? I think he's like twenty six ish. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Um, but still, like ten years. Like, wouldn't you want to just like cover yourself in case like he gets injured or maybe he gets a little older, a little quicker? That's just me. Yeah, based on the way he's been performing the past, well, I guess it's really just the half this past, like when he was with the Dodgers. I don't know. I probably I don't think I would have done it, but yeah, that's just me. Oh well, <laughs> he, he's. I mean, he's a good player. I I don't know the economics of Definitely. baseball, but I mean, thirty million a year for ten years is. I don't know. Are baseball contracts guaranteed? Uh, like fully. I feel like I should know that. I feel like they are. Yeah. So, I mean, if something happens, they're paying Manny Machado for the next 10 years. So, we'll see what happens. But, alright, favorite sports moment of the week. Mine, it would have been the UNC-Duke game, but that was a disappointment. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with like I don't have one, but just like watching hockey, like it's just like I said, so much fun. Um, especially I went to a Caps game a, a month ago, two months ago, a month ago, and just like knowing the atmosphere in it, and then watching on TV, it's like you know you understand what it's like, and it's just so exciting in the stadium and watching it. Um, Especially with, like, such a long season, every game, like, it's still the same. Like, you want them to do well. So that's what it is for me. Uh, mine was, well, I mean, this goes back to Antonio Brown, but it officially came out saying that the Steelers want to trade him to an NFC team. Um, so, I mean, not surprised. Um, I think the original thing that came out was saying, they do not want to trade him to an AFC North team or the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But then I just saw uh, today that they only want or yesterday they only want to trade him to an NFC team. So I think that's a good move. Yeah, I I, I think uh, Green Bay and 49ers should yeah. get on the phone. Yeah. So that was mine. Um. Yeah, for me, uh, I haven't been watching like a whole lot of sports since the Super Bowl ended. Um, so it was, it was 
And two two weeks ago, there was soccer, but last week there wasn't any soccer on TV really. So uh, it was it was nice to actually like be able to watch something, um, watch the the outdoor uh, the stadium series game um, between Philly and Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really a fan of either team, um, but. It was a pretty thrilling game. Yeah. Um, we didn't even talk about that, Xavier. Um, yeah, why would I? <laughs> I should have brought it up. Yeah, um, Xavier's a Penguins fan for all those who were wondering. Yeah. Pittsburgh blew a 3-1 lead uh, and then lost it in overtime. It's awful. With uh, three minutes to go. Um, not that I want to see Philly win. Um, or... I don't know. I I feel like I watch Pittsburgh so much in the in the postseason that it's like, yeah, like I don't like them, but like I'm just so used to seeing them. Yeah, and like I root for them against the Capitals. I guess I root for them against Philadelphia. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It I'm like a pseudo fan, but like also not really. Uh, Hey, you know so, what we could say, though, is we both like their uniforms. Those were that cool. Yeah. They were cool. Although, they were just Color Rush. <laughs> yeah. um, but the Color Rush is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the helmets were really... The, the the Philly helmets were really good. And then Matt Murray's helmet. Yeah. It, it looked better than he played. So... <laughs> yeah. Um, jumble of... Of sports moments, just yeah, just soccer and and hockey and being De- like actually watching sports again. So yeah, definitely. And uh, February is almost over, so everyone knows what that means. March Madness is back, so God. we'll definitely talk about that. I'm sure soon we'll talk about a little bit of draft stuff. Um, and have we'll, our picks. Yeah, the br- I, the bracket will be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. I'm disappointed yeah. I haven't watched as much college basketball as I would. Um, but it'll be fun. Uh, keep an eye out for March Madness. Keep an eye out for the draft. Let us know if there's any NASCAR we should watch or any other sport that we missed out on and didn't talk about. Um, and we'll be here next week. Hopefully all four of us. Uh, we'll probably figure out next Monday if all four of us will be on, but nevertheless, (laughs) one of us will be here and we hope you will too. So same closing song as always. I think we got to shout out John's mom again because John's not here. So this is for John's mom.